0: Got your happy price price line You got mail Hi, I'm Elise
1: Morales. (laughs) Hi, I'm Millie Tamarez. And this is Go Go Touch Touch Grass! Grass, The podcast where we log in. So you can log off. Millie and I are two chronically online comedians, and on this podcast, we break down the week in internet discourse, viral memes, TikTok trends, and niche influencer drama so that you don't have to.
2: And if you like what you hear today and want to hear more, we got a Go Touch Grass Patreon already up and running with our latest test episodes, mini trending topics, a weekly newsletter, and our spinoff series, Mm -hmm. Search History we go back and break down a viral discourse from the past and don't forget to leave us a 5 star rating and review listen I wanted to plug our Mm -hmm. road to 100 we are Uh, Doing this campaign where we're trying to get 100 reviews on Spotify and 100 reviews on Apple Music right now since we first announced we've gone up to 74 reviews on Spotify and now we're at 62 reviews on Apple Music again. When we hit 100 on each, we will do this special, special video episode for Mm -hmm. you that will be free on our Patreon for everybody. So please like, share, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. Absolutely. If you've left us a five-star review
1: on Spotify, Leave us one on Apple Music. Yeah. If you left both. us one on Apple Music, leave us one on Spotify. Because once we get to the end of the road to one hundred, we've got a really fun special thing.
2: We've got for a you. really fun special thing planned. And you know, our the grass nation's Contains multitudes exactly, and you can you can exist on both, and we believe in you exactly.
1: That that was beautiful. That was beautiful, Millie, and it's it's just us this week, which is very exciting. Very exciting. I mean, we love our guests. We love our guests.
2: We love our guests. But it's
1: also nice to do a little kiki, just the two of us, just the
2: two of us, and you know, so we can go a little longer. I've I've heard a lot of feedback about the pillow um, discourse that I shared about the guy with the pillow. Yeah, and I need everyone to know. That the story only gets worse from there. <laughs> and we're not but we're not gonna get into that because guess what? We have a lot of topics. We have, today. Lot of topics today. we have a lot of topics today. We have a
1: lot of topics today. We have so much to discuss. So I'm gonna dive us right into the discourse. Wow. Because, Jump. because this cannonball. discourse cannonball, we're diving right in. This <laughs> this discourse is so deep. and it is so nuanced we are talking about the cuts i was scammed out of fifty thousand dollars
2: article it can happen to anyone at least
1: can it that's what we'll answer (laughs) we're gonna let you the readers be the judge if what i'm about to describe could happen to to anyone anyone. (laughs) so okay in case you don't know last week the cut which is a part of New York Mag, published an article by their financial advice columnist, Charlotte Cowles. Keep that in mind. She's the financial advice columnist. The article was entitled, The day I put $50,000 in a shoebox and handed it to a stranger, I never thought I was the kind of person to fall for a scam. So before we get into it, as you can see, guys, this is going to be a deep discourse. Yeah, Just, just title alone, Wow. Insane, yeah. So before we get into it, uh, and I am borrowing this phrase from scam goddess, but Millie, what is your relationship with online scams? Have you been scammed? Have you almost been scammed?
2: Yeah, I was scammed earlier this year. The scams are getting, like, advanced. They are. They're getting advanced. It's not just, like, before it's just, like, somebody getting a call. You get a call. Oh, your car's warranty. Okay, well, I don't have a car. We're the IRS. We're the IRS. Okay, no. But I got, you know me. You know you know me, and you know I, I have an addiction to Chinese websites that sell really great dupes of luxury goods not Absolutely. even dupes. like i believe they're from the factories and you will get random emails from create whatever so i got this and i get a lot of packages mm-hmm. i was getting a lot of packages at that point so i got this thing said we tried to deliver your package and we missed it we need you to like reconfirm your address that is
1: such i've gotten that scam before and the only reason i didn't fall for it was because i did not have an incoming package yeah at that moment and but I, that is such a that's a very slick one that they do it's a do. good
2: one they they use the same website they it's like usps.com instead of usps.org which if you don't know usp or gov or whatever yeah like and it and i kept entering i entered two different credit cards i entered all this stuff like and it was like kept putting holds on my card, like nothing crazy, but it just would put holds. And then I called USPS. But then the, like, the only way that I found out was when I actually called USPS, and they're like, "It's a scam. A lot of people are getting falling into it. Like, I'm so sorry. You're gonna have to cancel all your cards, <sighs> or like, and get a new card for all of them." So did they get any money from you? Or? There was like one dollar holds, and okay. like you know, so nothing. So, big. N- Not fifty thousand dollars cash issue. No,
1: I came very close to falling for a similar one recently because I got a text from my bank that looked just like texts that you get from your bank. And it said something that was like, did you just try to withdraw like $2,000 or something? And, and like, it no. had, in the text, the correct last four digits of that account. Wow. So I, it, it got me, and I and I was about to click. They were like, if not, click this link, right? And I was about to click the link, and then I just had this thought where I was like, I'm going to go look at this account and see if $2,000 have been. I would have clicked the link. Yeah. I, I, it, I was so close, and then I just had this moment of like, t- check the account, and when i checked it there was like literally nothing wrong with yeah. it it was it would have been not overdrafted. Over, yeah, let like me tell you it's, it's a checking e- it would have yeah. been overdrafted. <laughs> it, w- it would have been a big problem <laughs> if someone tried to withdraw $2000 from that account um, and so i looked and then i saw that and then i did a little googling and i was like damn this is like an elite scam yeah and it really got me so i do think that you know scammers are out here yeah and they're they getting, good. getting good they are getting good they are getting uh advanced they can like spoof numbers they can do a A lot. lot of
2: technology there
1: so there is an argument to be made for that anyone can fall victim of a scam
2: anyone and also like there's a really good podcast again i love the podcast this is uncomfortable um, and they talk about, like, a lot of people get scam on dating sites. Like, that's yeah. also, like, a whole other thing, too. Like, not just catfish, but, like, catfishing and getting your money, too. So, again, it's a it, very sympathetic, empathetic thing.
1: It can happen to anyone.
2: Scamming. But...
1: S- but can it happen to anyone in the way that I am about to describe? So, Millie, I'm going to go through the story as it was told mm-hmm. in the cut. And I want you to give me just a little... Bloop! Whenever you would get a red flag, okay. you as the average person mm-hmm. who, as we've both admitted, can fall prey to a scam. Yeah, yeah. Like, just give me a blue. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the story begins this past Halloween. Cal's receives a call. from... Halloween bloop. <laughs> That's a spooky day. That's a spooky yeah, day. There, there are tricks. Yeah, people are tricking you yeah, on that yeah. day. You. <laughs> <laughs> It could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's who they say they are on Halloween. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay. So she gets a call from Amazon, from an Amazon customer service agent. Okay. This person on the phone tells her that there was unusual activity with her Amazon account and asks if she purchased $8,000 worth of MacBooks and iPads. So is like, no. Um, but she looks at her account history. She doesn't see any of those purchases. She looks at her bank statement. Her bank statement looks fine, kind of similar to how I did with mm-hmm. my scam. Everything appears to be OK with her accounts. But the customer service agent tells her that according to her records, there are actually two business Amazon business accounts that are in her name. And uh, this customer service agent, who said her name was Krista, explains that, like, this is common fraud that's, be- that's been happening on Amazon, that Amazon's dealing with a lot of identity theft and false accounts, and that they are working with a liaison at the FTC.
2: Federal Trade Commission. The
1: Federal Trade Commission. And that she's going to forward Cal's now to the FTC. So Cal stays on the line.
2: Okay. <laughs> Bloop. Bloop bloop that's a first bloop of all me. i would have said bloop with amazon calling me
1: that's i know i think that that's a bloop and i also do think that it's like if you tell me someone's stealing from me and i look at my accounts and nobody's stealing from me that's a bloop that's a bloop
2: too. <laughs> so we got like three to four. Got a couple of already. Bloops. so and then the forwarding to the, the FTC, ftc that's a bloop. that's a bloop
1: so she gets forwarded to The FTC, quote unquote. The investigator identifies himself as Calvin Mitchell and he shares his badge number. There's a lot of like sharing of badge numbers in this as if that's a foolproof like way.
2: Yeah, and honestly, that's a huge bloop because if you deal with cops, they don't like to share their badge numbers. No, That's the last thing they'll share. And
1: also it's like, okay, that anyone could say a random string of numbers and be like, that's my batch number. Okay. Like, I anyway, but whatever. So he asked her to confirm some personal info, and this guy Got has him. her address, he has her birthday, and he has the last four digits of her social. That's so, crazy. You know, that scares her but also your address your birthday and the last four digits of your social are flying around on the dark web like yeah. again in my scam they had the last four digits yeah. of my bank account yeah. so that information is basically out there for all of us
2: sadly one I, I mean this is another like crazy tangent but I mean not tangent but like this one guy I got a text on my phone and he's like is this Millie And I'm like, yes, who's this? And he's like, I'm a huge fan. I got your number. And then he sends me a screenshot of from a website and it has every address I've ever stayed at and my phone number. And all that stuff. But like this was a nobody.
1: That's really scary. I one time tried went and like went to scrub myself from Mm -hmm. sites like that. Because it freaked me out. Yeah, and it was scary because I looked and like they had all my old addresses. They had, like, my parents' addresses. Yeah, my They had parents. my, like, my family. I was like, this is really messed up. They so. had,
2: like, every roommate that I've ever had on that thing. So it's like, and this is, like, a nobody rando guy. And then I was able to, like, look up all my friends on this yeah. website. And I'm like, what the fuck?
1: Um, Just a PSA, if you're a fan of someone, don't. Look up don't their do phone that. number and then text
2: them and yeah, scare them. Yeah, don't do that. That's don't do that. Yeah, the,
1: that's not kind of a good way to. Connect. If you're a fan of me, send me money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. look up m- look up Millie's Venmo. Yeah, my Venmo is pretty <laughs> public. That's <laughs> very, public. very public. with your Venmo information. and and send, send her send her a little Venmo. Say hey, I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's I'll accept. That's, uh,
1: that uh, that I think anyone but yeah. Accept. So, but phone okay. number no. Okay. So
2: she she got spooked. The guy gave her a badge number. The guy gives her a
1: badge number. He tells her all this information about herself. And then he tells her that 22 bank accounts, nine vehicles, and four properties have been registered in her name, with the accounts having wired more than $3 million overseas to
2: Jamaica and Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a bloop for me Yeah, two random ass countries That's
1: a bloop for me because I'm just like But I'm not missing Three million dollars Like isn't the point of stealing My identity and sending money around So that like you can steal my money Like I'm not And I'm like why am I just hearing about this because of Amazon Business accounts
2: I know, I would say like If I did fall for that I would just ask, you know what I mean? In the way that I, when I fell for the USPS scandal or scam, I went and called USPS. Yeah. I would call Amazon or I would call my accountant or I would call and ask. Yeah, I think at that, that
1: point it's like, okay, I'm gonna hang up with you and I'm gonna call the police,
2: yeah. I guess. Like, I don't,
1: what yeah. whatever. like I don't know exactly, but anyway, so she's told very alarming information. Yeah,
2: Jamaica and Iraq already is like.
1: <laughs> That's not even the worst of it. Yeah. Then he tells her that a car was rented in her name and abandoned near the border of Mexico with blood and drugs in the trunk. That's a lot. So, and then. Oh, and then he claims that her name and social security number were found in a New Mexico raid for cash and drugs. So she's being told that she's involved in. A massive scandals. international
2: this, criminal. This like, white thing. woman who lives in Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, and she's never heard of any of this before. So obviously, like to have some compassion. That is a very scary it phone is scary. call. Like you, I, I understand being kind of shocked by having someone call you Absolutely. and say, uh, "Hey, you've been sending money to Jamaica and Iraq, and a car that was rented in your name was full of blood and drugs on the border." Like that. Uh, that would give me pause.
2: But would it give you pause if you got that information from an Amazon <laughs> business That's representative That's the thing is that I
1: just to the feel like...
2: FTC. What? Also, why does the... Like, does FTC deal with Yeah, why would the FTC be
1: giving me this information? Also, like... Yeah, I just feel like I would hear this from an officer of the law. Yeah. Like, who... Like, an uh, agent of some kind would be coming to my house in okay. person. But either way, she... Is very scared. He says there are warrants for her arrest in Maryland and Texas for cyber crimes, money laundering and drug trafficking. He tells her that everyone is in her life is a suspect. That's a bloop. That's a, bloop. <laughs> That's a big bloop. Um, and then he asks her how much is in her bank account. To which she replies... Uh, a healthy 80 grand Oh my god What a duck
2: <laughs> So okay But also Right if you have All this information Why don't, why you, don't know? you know How much
1: is in my bank account They ago? can do that They can try And why is there 80 grand In my bank account If someone has stolen My identity And wired millions of dollars All around the world And is renting to cars Iraq, In my name yeah. And filling the cars With blood and drugs Like,
2: yeah, like okay.
1: how how do I have 80,000 in checking <laughs> <laughs>
2: So Also 80,000 in checking Can you imagine I, I honestly would, can't. Da, yeah, like that would solve I can't even picture it. 10,000 in checking for me right now would, would solve immense I, amount would, of problems.
1: It would solve my hunger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would certainly and maybe not world hunger, but, but it would you're solve hungry, the yeah. hunger at my apartment. Yeah. Um okay. So then the FTC guy goes, "You know what?" We got to, we got to connect you to the CIA.
2: Oh my God. Bloop. So
1: that's a big blue say. <laughs> so number one, and I don't expect people to know this offhand, but the CIA can't operate within the United States. It's yeah. only a foreign, okay. it only operates outside of the U.S. So if anyone calls you and says, and you're a U.S. citizen and you're in the U.S. and they say they're the CIA, that's not correct. See, I didn't know that. That's that and here on the pod, you learn new things You learn every day. new things. This is not the a science CIA pod. The CIA isn't going to call you. The CIA is not going <laughs> to call FBI you. The FBI could call you. FBI, yes. But the CIA is not going to call CIA, you. CIA, no. But the CIA calls her. Okay. And she is transferred to an agent named Michael <laughs> Serrano, who also provides a badge number. So she's just getting phone calls by people who are like, hey, this is Michael. And then they're just giving her a random string of numbers. And she's oh like, okay. God
2: gotta also, be legit like, he said scammers, a bunch of numbers like how do they live with themselves
1: oh th- i mean that's the biggest question yeah that's uh,
2: like that's and they're doing it to old people it's just fucked yeah up. i actually
1: do know a family friend who was a victim of a scam kind of similar to this and that it was like very intense and the person on the phone was like convincing him that like his family was in danger but the reason that that scam worked is because he suffered a traumatic brain injury Aww. and like his like Mental faculties are not the same yeah. As they were from before And they were able to scam like 10 grand from him and it's like the saddest Story ever <sighs> and it's just again I hope it the, I hope 10 grand was worth your fucking soul No dude. these
2: people have no Like that's the thing is like all, yeah, yeah, it is. They just really do prey on like the stupid Well not your friend but like we, Stupid people vulnerable people Vulnerable people the like, thing is yeah.
1: yeah it's like they make cause how many scam calls do you get a day now? Also, mm-hmm. like it's it's actually crazy, and I I don't answer my phone. No, I can't. I remember I saw a thing recently that was like Gen Z doesn't answer their phone, and I'm like because every phone call is a scam. Yeah, it's like some guy yelling at you saying you're going to be arrested. We found a car full of blood that's got your name on it. Like it's because they they make hundreds of phone calls a day hoping to find one person. And they who, all need
2: voicemails. Yeah.
1: And they're hoping to find one person who is, yeah, like an elderly person, someone who maybe for whatever reason, their mental faculties like paranoid, my family friend, yeah. they they don't have it all together. Like, they're finding, they're trying to find a vulnerable person yeah. who will fall for this. Or just this. who doesn't know. Or maybe someone who's a financial advisor for a major publication. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. <laughs>
2: Okay, so so the CIA calls the CIA.
1: She now she's on the phone with the CIA. So she started on the phone with Amazon. Yeah. Then she went on the phone with the FTC. Now she's on the phone with the CIA, and the CIA. This is at this point she gets a bloop. She gets a little suspicious. So she asks him. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) She does ask him to prove that he's from the CIA, and so here's a quote from the article. I completely understand, he said calmly. He told me to go to the FTC homepage and look up the main phone number. Now hang up the phone, and I will call you from that number right now. I did as he said. The FTC number flashed on my screen, and I picked up. How do I know you're not spoofing this? I asked. It's a government number, he said. Almost indignant. It
2: cannot be spoofed. Okay, well then I'll call it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So then let me call you, right? Because that has to be... Yeah, the answer. But basically, she says like they have that interaction and then he just keeps plowing ahead with it, which is probably their tactic is like anytime someone has questions, you kind of answer and then you keep plowing ahead with the information. So she says that like she doesn't have time to even like Google if that's true, that you can't spoof a government number, which I guess it's not. And that seems crazy and like something we should maybe...
2: address but
1: there's a lot to be there's a lot on the to-do list for the government right now so i don't know if they're gonna get to that but um it would be good to add to the list yeah so so then the cia agent says like (laughs) she okay so this is also another major bloop the cia agent tells her you can't tell anyone about this you can't even tell your husband because if you tell your husband then he's going to be implicated And we actually are protecting him by not telling him that any of this is going on. And he can be roped into the investigation. Anyone you tell can be roped into the investigation. And also, if you talk to an attorney, I can't help you anymore. And it's like, that to me, that is my immediate hang-up. Because there is no crime in the... It's actually... The opposite—that you are always entitled to an attorney. Yeah.
2: So even if you did nothing wrong, if you talk to police, you have like if you say I want a lawyer.
1: Yeah, and that's not allowed to be like held against you as something suspicious. Everyone is entitled to representation. So for this, I know for this person to say if you talk to an attorney, we can't help you anymore. It's like, oh, you're a scammer, but that. That didn't bloop for her. He says the matter was urgent and that the CIA needs to freeze all of her bank accounts to protect her and that she needs to go to the bank immediately and pull out what she thinks she would need for daily expenses for a a year. So he says, what do you think you would need to support yourself? And she says, probably 50K. And he goes, amazing. Go to your bank and pull out 50K in cash. Keep me on speakerphone the whole time. She does this. She goes to her bank. She pulls out $50,000 in cash. She has kind of another moment of doubt as she's heading home with the box full of $50,000 in cash. But um, Michael, he sends her his badge number again. He says, I told you my random string of numbers. You've heard the random string of numbers. And he said, I don't tell anyone else. You can trust me. I will help you. Or you can hang up and put yourself and your family in danger. Do you really want to take that risk with a young child? So that's Yeah, for fifty thousand
2: dollars, yeah. Yeah, I, will. I mean,
1: like, again, what do you mean I can't talk to an attorney? Yeah, no, that's that's crazy. the that's the biggest thing for me. So the Michael then tells her to put the fifty thousand dollars in a box, to tape the box shut and take a picture of it, and that his colleague is gonna be there soon to pick up the box from her. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry, but I, if I was her husband, I'd divorce her. <laughs> I very rarely am I on a man's side, yeah, but if he I don't want to
1: speculate. I would imagine that there's couples counseling happening. <laughs> I think like, we're gonna get a really good Esther Perel episode. Yeah. Soon. <laughs> oh my
2: god. Oh my god, Doug. Not even like what? Are you kidding me?
1: So he goes. My colleague will be there too. This is
2: worse than gambling addiction. I know. Cause gambling, at least there's like some kind of thrill or high. Yeah, You're and it's also an like, idiot. oh, you have
1: an addiction. Like this is a sickness. There's like an <laughs> empathy level there, I guess. <laughs> this is uh, this is tough. So, okay, <laughs> she says the colleague will be there soon. She says I need to see the colleague's badge.
2: <laughs> she's mm-hmm. like i need to receive another oh, fake string she's of getting, numbers she's getting bloops but they're not in but the right she's direction she's not
1: listening to her bloops and you gotta listen to you you have to listen to your bloops she needs to
2: go touch grass
1: she needs to go touch she she actually very desperately needed to hang up the phone and go touch grass in this moment She needed and, to hang
2: up the phone or talk to the bank hey is this something that has happened before yeah to the bank
1: hey um so i'm pulling out fifty thousand dollars in cash uh do you think that that's a good idea? Like, as my bank, let me just give you a little bit of information and you tell me if you think this is a good idea. She does say that, like, the bank teller seemed pretty skeptical of why she was doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I imagine being the bank teller and, like, seeing this lady who's, yeah, again, just, like, a rich Brooklyn white lady who's, like, probably looks completely panic-stricken. She's well, on speakerphone. With on speaker speaker phone. Phone with, oh su- with the CIA. <laughs> she's like, I need $50,000 cash. And I think the bank teller was probably like, I don't have time to this yeah. today. And I don't I'm, make, enough, I don't really make enough money to tell time. this lady she's not on the phone with the, the CIA. No. <laughs> so, oh my God. so he goes, he's undercover. He doesn't have a badge. <laughs> oh my God. And she's like, of course. So then she meets this man out in front of her house. He pulls up in an SUV. He's wearing a baseball cap. She puts a shoebox full of $50,000 in the back of his SUV.
2: Does she even take a picture of the the license plate? No. No. (laughs) No.
1: She puts 50K in cash in the back of an SUV. Uh, She then gets a picture from Michael of a treasury check for 50K that they're supposedly going to send her. Michael goes, you did great. I'll call you tomorrow. Hangs up. She takes her kid trick-or-treating, comes back, and it all hits her. And she's like, fuck. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck. I just put 50K in cash in a random SUV driven by a guy in a baseball cap. And I don't think Michael was a CIA agent at all. (laughs) Uh. She has been scammed. Millie?
2: No, now, don't don't Millie me What can I say
1: It's time for me to ask you the question Could this happen <laughs> to you <laughs> to Do you think this could
2: happen to anyone No um, No <laughs> No. And this blew up On the internet and yes. everyone was making Fun of her and it was Sad but also hilarious <laughs> So here's the Here's the thing
1: about their response so like you said Yeah it blows up online there are some people who are like who who buy into the framing of the article, which is the framing of the article is very like it could happen to anyone. Look at me. I she has she spends a lot of time saying like I'm smart, I'm educated, I'm the financial Ivy advice leader, columnist. Yeah. Here's uh, one quote like how could I have been such easy prey? Scam victims tend to be single, lonely, and economically insecure with low financial literacy, but I am none of those things. I'm closer to the opposite. I'm a journalist who had a weekly column in the business section of the New York Times. I've written a personal finance column for this magazine for the past seven years. I interview money experts all the time and take their advice seriously. I'm married and talk to my friends, families and colleague, uh, my friends, family, and colleagues every day. So the article is very much this like, <laughs> "How could it happen to me? Situation? And that's why I think that the response was so negative because people are like, you you. actually don't show any self-reflection here. This is not an it could happen to anyone type scan. Yeah. The ones that we talked about up top where you accidentally click a link or like you yeah. enter your stuff into the wrong website yeah. or whatever. Online
2: scans can happen, not $50,000 in a thing. In a
1: shoebox to the CIA. Like that, this is actually a crazy story. Mm-hmm. And my feeling about it is like, this could have been a really good and interesting article if she just told the story and then had a bunch of self-reflection and was like this is I what thought, I learned yeah. about myself like I thought that I was above this but I'm not and actually like the the reason I fell for this was x y and z I realized I like wanted to believe I was a part of something or yeah. I don't know there there are reasons why this person fell for this that are unique to that person. Yeah. And she doesn't really explore any of that. She just wants to say like, I'm a genius with a husband and money. And it's crazy that that like, if it could happen to me, it could happen to anyone. And it's like, no, there's some unique factors yeah. to you that made it so that you put $50,000 in a shoe box in the back of an SUV.
2: <laughs> are you going to read the comment? Cause I want to read the comment. Um, you should read the comment the comment the comment that basically sums it up for me mm-hmm. and why like which is what i sent you um is just incredible give me one second to pull it up um so this was a comment on the article because you can reply to the article and people obviously it went viral and people were pretty fucking pissed And um, somebody put, like, made a Bella Baxter joke, which is pretty funny, (laughs) which poor thing. (laughs) Bella put the money in the shoebox. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, this is the comment. And this comment, like, has been making its rounds on the internet. And um, I loved it. And this is by Mr. (laughs) Underscore (laughs) Piss. But it's honestly Mr. Piss. Mr. Piss. The whole lead-in about how she's not like the poor, stupid, lonely people she imagines to be easily scammed had a certain genteel quoi that I instantly clocked as mutterings of an effete, inbred child of rich people. And my ability to clock that sort of thing from the get is one of the few things I like about myself. Her husband works at a nonprofit. She's thirty-nine, but yet they live in a four million-dollar house in Prospect Heights. She's related to the Roosevelts. Ivy League is a given, but she feels the need to highlight it on her personal site. Her child's named Ripley. The whole thing is another rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic of increasingly hubristic insulated fail sons and fail daughters are discovering the otherwise object or the otherwise object permanence level of obvious lessons. The rest of us understand you think Amazon will white glove you over to the CIA in a few minutes. (laughs) Tell me you don't do your own taxes without telling me you don't do your own taxes. This person is so uncalibrated in their ability to navigate the world that their ability to uh, generalize any intellectual output for other for anyone other than her similarly point 0.1% situated friends is completely shot. Let her go be on the board of a do nothing charity. This game is up. I mean, I points agree. were made, Mister points- Piss. points Points were made. made. And that's what, you know, again, it's what you said. It's these people who are so fucking rich, so fucking privileged, they think everyone's an idiot and they are not and then they fucking fall to the worst, most stupid scam that anyone who has never even seen $50,000 of their life would know not to fucking trust.
1: Well, and also, like, it's just interesting because she has that quote that's like, people who fall for scams are usually of low financial literacy but I'm not. And it's like, I don't know. I think that someone who falls for this is of low... Finan- what is financial literacy exactly. to you if not that you don't know that, like, Amazon <laughs> isn't going to pass you to the FTC, that they're going to pass you to the CIA, that the CIA isn't going to tell you you can't contact a lawyer, that the CIA isn't going to ask you to give them $50,000 in cash. The CIA cash. doesn't care
2: about $50,000.
1: Yeah. Why would they're- the CIA... like like Like, to say... What she means when she says low financial literacy is like, quote unquote, poor people who like they don't even have stocks. They don't even have investments. And the thing
2: is that, like, first of all, when you get to the fucking core of it, Financial literacy is a scam in itself because it's not that poor people are poor because, oh, they don't know how to invest. They're poor because they're they're not getting paid well enough and there's no fucking healthcare. And then they think that if you teach them... Like, people think, oh, if you teach them how to move their money well, no amount of moving their money well is going to get them to the point where they have $50,000 they can put in a shoebox and give it to a fucking stranger. Exactly. Like, they're, you know, people... Whatever, they can learn how to save better, whatever, this and that. But the problem isn't that, oh, they're not a literate. It's it's that they don't have enough fucking money. Yeah, like
1: I think there are a lot of people who don't have investments, who don't have a retirement account, who probably don't have a savings account, who would know that this was a scam. So I think that the issue of the article. Yeah,
2: let's wrap up. I'm like, I'm I'm getting pissed. The issue of
1: the article is the framing, case in point. There is, which Millie and I were talking about a little bit before we started recording, there is a story going viral right now, 52 parts, fr- by this woman who's talking about how she, it's called Who the Fuck Did I Marry? It's going yeah. on on TikTok. And it's, it's basically great. her talking about how her husband, this man that she married, was lying to her about ev- every single thing. And what I find interesting Is obviously these are two different situations, but there are situations where people are told massive, massive lies Mm -hmm. and do ignore some red flags.
2: Yeah, and I think that, okay, the reason why, because it's like, why is this going so viral? It's like captivating. And in her storytelling, she's honest and she's like, look, I'm going to tell the truth, even if it makes me look bad, even if it makes me look stupid. She's like, this next part, I know it's stupid. Or this next part, I know I'm going to sound like a fucking idiot. Or, you know, and honestly, there was a really, really honest part where this woman's like pretty religious. And she's like, you know, um... I knew this guy had some red flags, but I ignored them because I was tired of waiting. I wanted to start my life. I wanted to be married. I wanted to have kids. And I ignored all the signs. And, like, I was tired. You know, I thought, God, you know, I, I was tired of waiting on, like, trying to find the right guy. And, and I thought this was it. And I just jumped into it really fast. And that you can have more compassion for exactly. than, like, someone like, I would never. And everyone else who falls for something is stupid instead of being like, no, you know what? I reflected and I realized that, like. I was impatient, and I did, like, a lot, whatever, and this and that, and it took me a long time to wrap my head. Because really, again, it's 52 parts. I'm on part 33, which is crazy. And she's just getting to, like, where she kicked him out the house.
1: Yeah, so I read a summary of it. I did not watch all the parts, but I watched her last part. And she talks a lot about the stuff that you are are talking about there's a level of self-reflection to the story where she goes into what is missing from this cut piece and she says like this is what is unique to me and what was going on within me and in my own life that made me ignore these red flags that made me vulnerable to this person who now obviously looking back and telling the story this is a crazy story he was lying like I should have been able to see it but like you said she says you know I was I wanted to be chosen I wanted to be that girl who has the husband that's gonna fly her to London that's gonna buy her the car that's gonna buy her the house and I let myself be kind of like dazzled and swept up by that and she has a level of honesty about why that is and she's not saying like my husband lied to me and it could happen to anyone. She's saying this is a really crazy thing that happened to me and here's why I think it happened to me. And I want to
2: help people and so it doesn't have, happen to you. Yeah,
1: and like I want to tell my story for whatever small subset of people like this could end up happening to. It doesn't have this air of like, well, if I and Ivy League financial Analyst could be tricked. Then that means all of you rubes reading this are you. You probably have a fifty thousand dollars in a shoebox right now. Like so, and I just I this I thought it was really interesting that within the same week there are two stories about people being like the victims of kind of the elaborate set of lies, but they're received so differently. And I think
2: it's the, and what I we think just it's the framing. Out. It's yeah. the framing.
1: Yeah. You and you gotta it's... be
2: honest and transparent and empathetic to yourself and also to other people.
1: Yeah. And like if the cut wants to do an article about scams and how anyone can be scammed, that's an interesting article. Yeah. It's not this story. This no, story this, is not... And this
2: lady like can't, her credibility is completely fucked yeah i do she wonder, was scammed like, twice yeah. <laughs> she was scammed by this but then also scammed into making this fucking article that made her look so stupid and illegitimate i will never take financial advice from this woman. yeah it'll
1: be really interesting to see if she's like able to continue writing About financial, financial stuff. articles
2: and i again she, michael or her husband needs to Get a divorce like this is crazy uh, yeah
1: <laughs> again uh there's some there's very intense happening. couples counseling sessions happening i i would be pissed if i found out that
2: if danny <laughs> elise if danny sent fifty thousand dollars in a shoebox you i would say you have fifty thousand dollars no you, i feel like <laughs> He, he might not live. I, mean, I uh,
1: he wouldn't be living at our apartment. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he would be living elsewhere. Certainly. Well, yeah,
2: back to last week again. He'd be on the floor of a futon. Yeah, the futon be back. on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'm taking the bed frame. I'm taking the mattress. Everything. You can go back to the go, b- go back
1: to that railroad apartment in Greenpoint. Oh Jesus! Enjoy it. Uh, well, doesn't have its own door. Your roommate has to walk through to get through the kitchen.
2: Jesus Christ, (laughs) oh my God.
1: All right, so that was the discourse for
2: today. Wow. And what a discourse it was. I feel heavy in my spirit. Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot. And for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I wanna do. But I'm not gonna go to the butcher every day and get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's just not gonna happen at this time of year Mm -mm. or any time of year. And that's why I go to Good Chop. Good Chop is such a lifesaver for me.
1: Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. The products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook what you want. Choose from over 70 high-quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breasts, pork tenderloin, and thick-cut bacon, just to name a few. They also offer sustainable and wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallops, shrimp, and more. I loved the ribeye steak. Yeah. That was my favorite. I really can't say enough good stuff about Good Chop, you guys. We got our boxes, and I've been eating
2: well. I know, and the steak, like... It was just such a good quality yeah. cut of steak that you can tell like it really didn't even need that much seasoning. Like sometimes you have to over season these cheap cuts of steak because they don't taste good, but the marbling and everything was just so delicious and yummy. Yeah. It was great. The
1: bacon's really good too. Like thick, good. Yeah. And you don't have nice to go to the bacon.
2: grocery store with that. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's it's genuinely Really, really good. And unlike many other companies, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries. So you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. And it won't cost you a fortune. Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. Good Chop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients, Only the good stuff. They're so confident in the quality of their cuts, they offer a 100% money-back guarantee. Love Good Chop or get your money back.
2: Go to goodchop.com slash touchgrass120 and use code touchgrass120 to get $120 off your first four boxes. That's code touchgrass120 at goodchop.com slash touchgrass120 for 120 off goodchop.com slash touchgrass120 code touchgrass120. Welding instructor Alex
0: DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills.
2: There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: I was about to say you're going to be lifted. You're actually only getting heavier because we're debuting a new segment today. Yes. Guys, as we said before, we are on the road to 100 reviews. reviews. And we recently got a five star review. Yeah. You know that we love our five star reviewers. We love five star reviews. We love our five star reviewers. This review was from Mimi Jeff. <gasps> we love Mimi Jeff. Mimi, Mimi Jeff, Jeff.
2: We love you.
1: Wherever you are. We love you. And Mimi Jeff said she loves the pod but specifically requested that we talk a little politics.
2: And that, you know, because that was our former life. That was our, that in, in a past life. In a, in a past life, guess what? Past lives uh, <laughs> nominated for Oscar. This is a movie podcast secretly. Yes. Um, but in our past lives, we were political. We were commentator- political <laughs> analysts. Yeah, political analysts. In the way analysts. that
1: this woman is a financial analyst.
2: In the, uh, listen, we are more political analysts in the way that this woman is a financial analyst. Yeah, exactly. So people miss that and they want that. They said, you know, we love the BBL content. Yeah, but,
1: they said you guys have said a lot on this topic
2: of BBLs. But
1: what about, but nothing about the country
2: about <laughs> and democracy <laughs> and the future of this thing? And to that I say BBLs are more captivating, yeah. but whatever. To that I say BBLs are more prescient to us. But yeah, OK, okay. okay. Let's do it. We, take Let's feedback. we take feedback. We take
1: feedback <laughs> and we love our five star reviewers. And we love our five star so reviewers. So Mimi Jeff,
2: just Here for you. Here fucking go. We have a new segment. It's called Polititalk. Talk. <laughs> po- I thought it was Politic Talk. Politics.
1: If we're finding things out on Yeah
2: ri- I thought politic talk um, But political talk po- talk politic talk We you might know change it know. again Yeah let us know Let us
1: know Listen this is we're, we're in a feedback loop Mimi Jeff Mimi Jeff We gotta hear from Mimi Jeff Yeah
2: Mimi Jeff What do you think of the, What sh- we should call This next segment politic talk politic talk At least a news dump too That's another one But we'll see yeah,
1: Either way This is the part of the show Where we're gonna talk A little bit about politics Yeah Specifically today We're gonna talk Politics ab-
2: and internet for Yeah specific. Ha- Politics like, How
1: it how kinda intersects kinda With social media Media and the internet, which is often a lot. So last week, Joe Biden's campaign joined TikTok (laughs) after saying for a long time that it wouldn't due to security concerns. Yeah,
2: well, if you're a government official, you can't even have TikTok on your phone. Yeah, and also
1: it is funny to be like holding all of these hearings where like Republicans are screaming at the
2: (laughs) the CEO of TikTok. You're
1: the communist government of China. And he's like, I'm from Singapore. Please stop asking me about the China. Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> I'm from Singapore.
2: So that you know, again, Demick, they, they made a big, bold anti-TikTok stance, and look at, oh, and, and look, look at Joe. Look, look at Joe look, now. Look at now Robinette. he's dancing. Now he's dancing. <laughs> now he's uh, now he's doing a 52-part story yeah, about okay. about his breakup. Um,
1: okay, so he. <laughs> So his user photo is a dark Brandon meme, which also pause <laughs> to discuss a dark Brandon meme. I think it's run its course. Yeah. I think that I think I think that maybe I don't want to see him or his campaign post another dark Brandon
2: meme. See, the dark Brandon meme was funny mm-hmm. because when the Republicans did it, and then he would like kind of retake it. Yes. And be like yeah, I'm dark branded, but Republicans don't do that anymore. They call him Sleepy Joe yeah, and they, they leaned into more of like the he's not lucid kind of thing. So they need to adapt and now make a bunch of... T- if, if all the TikToks were of him sleeping or something or being whatever, that would be funny. And that yeah. would say like a fuck you to Republicans, but they're not doing that. They're doing the meme from... It's like if they did the Renegade. Yes. Yeah. That's so basically the Renegade dance.
1: Yeah, it it's an old meme. I think it was initially funny when they yeah. decided to take it. It yeah. was like, "Oh, haha, the social media team Give give those interns a raise. Yeah, they, they did and they're, they're not fun. interns;
2: they're like well seasoned six figure salary. <laughs> yes, true. When, That's also true. Yeah, they're they're the guy, social
1: media professionals. Yeah,
2: the guy who ran Donald Trump's social media oh. made three hundred thousand dollars, and he made the worst window media's player. Fucking. Um, Memes. <laughs> movie windows movie maker meme ass videos and he made three hundred thousand dollars. well that's here. also
1: kind of an interesting element of this because we'll get into like the content of joe biden's tiktok but it's like it's very interesting to me that joe biden and his campaign and his social media team they try to like be up on what is what's trending now? Like, yeah. the, you know, a couple months ago, he would have been like, "My Roman Empire, the Inflation Reduction Act actually did yeah. this for climate." Like, you know, but what now I mean? he's
2: like, "I'm the leader of a demo of a falling democracy." Uh, of course, I eat mcdonald's or whatever <laughs> oh my yeah. god
1: no he should do that <laughs> that's actually a good one if, still, if anyone on his social media team are listening you should do uh yeah of course i yeah whatever. yeah whatever of course i do this but donald trump his team is cranking out memes but they're boomer memes they've got they're the impact text they're pixelated they're, they're crazy
2: not one person has ever seen canva no, doesn't know what Adobe is no. like on Donald Trump's team, and the thing about Donald Trump team is that he pays he like the guy Dan Scavino, which yes. is a fascinating person. You should look into him. More. Yes, but the thing put a about in Dan, Scavino put it, in Dan Scavino is that. Um, Dan Scavino was making $300,000, but he started out as Donald Trump's caddy. So it's like he didn't even have social media background. He's just like, but they churn and burn and they do th- and they do a lot of shit. So like nothing is precious and all this stuff. We're here. It's like we have like all the professionals and all the like legit people who have worked on all these campaigns, but they're so precious about each piece of content that like by the time that something gets out, it's like old. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's also antithetical to social media.
1: It just, it just doesn't hit. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to watch Joe Biden's first TikTok. Okay. Uh, the caption is, LOL, hey, guys. <sighs> Which is like, Joe Biden's doesn't say LOL.
2: like But the fuckboy <laughs> who runs his social it, media it ex- does.
1: I, exactly. But all right. So let's watch Joe Biden's first TikTok. Chiefs or Niners?
2: Two great quarterbacks. Hard to decide. But if I didn't say... I was for the Eagles, and I'd be sleeping alone. My wife's a Philly girl.
0: Game or commercials? Game. Game or halftime show? Game. Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey? Mama Kelsey. I understand she makes great chocolate chip cookies. Deviously plotting to rig the season so the Chiefs would make the Super Bowl, or the Chiefs just being a good football team? You get in
2: trouble, don't.
0: Trump or Biden? Are you kidding? <laughs> Biden.
2: Okay, okay, that was cute. Like, that wasn't, that wasn't really cringe, and it was funny, and it had its own things. It's... I. I would say it doesn't. Um,
1: it doesn't change the vibe that he's low energy and extremely yeah. old. The dark Brandon meme did appear again. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it because it was related to something that was actively happening in that moment, which was the conspiracy that uh, the, the Chiefs yeah. were going to win, and then, and then Travis then, Kelsey was going to propose to Taylor Swift, and then she was going to endorse Joe, Joe Biden, Biden on which the is field.
2: like she's not going to do. Th- anything that's gonna move any political needle
1: no she's uh, well as I've, I've said to you privately she, i don't think she would do that unless they keep they keep poking her poking, poking her bear. because taylor swift's only motivation only, only motivation i'm gonna say this swifties know that i'm flying to warsaw to see the Eras tour this summer warsaw, okay baby. i'm flying to warsaw poland, poland to see the Eras tour but i'm gonna say this Taylor Swift's number one motivating belief is that anyone who is mean to her is wrong and will feel her wrath. And so if Republicans want her to actually endorse Joe Biden, they should keep fucking with her. (laughs) They should keep keep talking talking shit shit because that's the only way that she's actually going to do that. Yeah. Otherwise, she would just maybe do another Instagram post where she said
2: vote. A week before the election, when like voter registration is closed.
1: But Um, like, like. it is just so funny to me because I'm like the one person she the one person who would do this for petty reasons is the one person that they are messing with. And that's my take on Taylor Swift. OK, so since posting his first TikTok, he's posted like 15 times. So this is like a week ago. Um, some of them are like clips of Trump looking dumb. There's some clips of people like AOC making the case for him. He did a stitch with Jimmy Fallon, he did an image carousel on Valentine's Day with a post that said, I love you as much as Trump loves banning abortion. Um, You know, they're out here trying. Uh, Why is he doing this? Joe Biden's doing really, really bad with young voters. Yeah, Um, I wonder
2: if it has anything to do with any of his policy <laughs> yeah i
1: don't think that it's because he wasn't
2: on, on TikTok. tiktok can you imagine can you
1: imagine yeah they're like well now that he's on tiktok i got to look at this guy <laughs> uh one poll from last december said that less than half of people aged 18 to 29 plan to vote which is Terrible. really really bad uh he's super unpopular <laughs> among young people economically he's super unpopular among young people because of gaza and what's happening in the middle east he's unpopular because of his age which has only gotten worse after this special counsel report dropped last week that basically it was like part of the whole classified documents thing and the special counsel who looked into the classified documents that biden had at his house was like Yeah, we're not going to prosecute this. But the reason we're not doing it is because he kind of seems like just like an old man with memory problems. And he couldn't remember a bunch of stuff. And he couldn't remember when he was vice president. And he couldn't remember the year his son died. And, like, it was not
2: good. So that's why he posted a picture of him playing football with his two sons. Of, like, yeah, like, he's trying to fight these battles. It's really bad. But
1: meanwhile, Donald Trump... Not on TikTok, right? Donald Trump, still just as bad as he's ever been. Yeah. His resume has, is only getting darker. I feel
2: like his his tans got worse.
1: You know what? I honestly have to say, I have stopped looking at images of him. That's fair, but the tans, got worse. I the tans got worse. I believe you. The uh, tans got worse. I believe you. He's only four years younger than Biden. Like, yeah, they would have been in high well. school. They would have yeah. been in the same high school. <laughs> yeah. But... And, and again, like I said, his campaign makes memes, but they don't try to go for, like, youthful memes. No. They make, like, boomer memes in impact font where, like, the image of Trump is, like, face-tuned so that he, like, yeah, he looks young and, like, yeah. he has a six-pack and stuff. They, like, repost that one guy who does, like, crazy paintings of him. And, like, it's, it's just very interesting to me that the Trump campaign seems not concerned with chasing the youth vote in this way
2: at all well the thing is they were never going to get it even if they did do cool content the policies are never appealing to young people the disappointing thing about the biden campaign and like the democrat campaign is that it can be you know like uh, reproductive rights and things that they are doing like Infrastructure, climate—they tr- know climate change exists and all this stuff. It can, but it's not—it's not radical or interesting enough, or it's too milk toast to get the attention to get the motivation for people to do anything different. Especially the Gaza stuff, yeah. where he's like, he's like, "I'll never endorse a ceasefire." Like, yeah, you're not going to be popular. it Doesn't matter how many memes you do, you're just not going to be popular with youth. Also, there's something to me
1: that's just like him posting stuff again like the caption being like lol hey guys it's like we know that's not Joe Biden and obviously we know that his he's not posting to his own social media Yeah, but there are some candidates where like you can have a willing suspension of disbelief like you know Obama is the famous example of like the first person to leverage social media to like be to help his campaign and mm-hmm. even like Even Obama's social media now, which obviously he's in a different position because he's not running for anything and he's not president, but his social media now feels authentic to who we, like, know him to be. You think he's listening
2: to Phoebe Bridgers? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Because every year he has his, like, top ten thing and the list is, like... I don't know
1: who... I don't, I don't know how the be. list becomes compiled, mm-hmm. but it again willing suspension of disbelief. I could see a world where Obama stays on top of kind of yeah, I, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the top of cool new music. Yeah, him having a book list makes sense. He always posts like, like here's one thing. Call call me a neoliberal shill as much yeah. as you want. If he posts something cute about him Michelle. and Michelle. I'm, a, like you're, I'm getting a, that's getting a like from me yeah that's getting a like from Pandalese. <laughs> listen
2: listen we don't need to reinvent the wheel okay post your hot son joe biden post jill talk about how you want to fuck travis kelsey's mom we love it we and love it my thing you is don't have to say hello L- lol hey guys like yeah and
1: like putting them and like doing memes it's like we just know that that's not you at all. We know for a fact that like you don't really grasp how this stuff works. And so it feels so inauthentic yeah. that it becomes cringy and honestly makes him look older yeah. to me, which is kind of the opposite like, uh, of what the, they the
2: want. Like the Steve Buscemi meme of... Yeah,
1: how do you do fellow kids? How do
2: you do fellow kids? It's yeah. very
1: how do you do fellow kids? And I'm just like... He can be on TikTok. I think that's probably like smart. smart for him to have a presence on TikTok and to sometimes make videos or whatever. But again, for things to be being captioned like LMAO, yeah. I'm like, that's not.
2: Yeah. This is
1: an 81-year-old man. Yeah. I know we don't want to highlight that he's 81, but it. I feel like it actually highlights that he's 81 more when you're posting LOL, hey, guys. Yeah. Because Joe Biden has never said LOL. I don't know. Do you think he texts LOL?
2: I feel like he might text LOL.
1: Maybe I don't know. The only text I know from him is that actually really sweet one that he sent to Hunter. That there's oh there's oh, yeah the, the like the one when that,
2: Hunter's like when really Hunter was like down on
1: himself. Yeah, he was like going to rehab, and like Republicans tried to leak it and be like, "Ha ha, look at him!" And it's just him being like, "I love you, my son." Yeah. But that's the
2: type of stuff. That we want to see. That is see. real and
1: nice and good. Yeah. And
2: I don't know. Him hanging out with Naomi, he needs to do, you know what he needs to reframe and do a Martin Scorsese yes. approach where his it's it's all from the perspective of his daughter and his daughter's like, you know, and 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 Biden doesn't have a daughter, but like if Naomi jumped in, Naomi needs to step in.
1: Yeah. Naomi like, Biden, you need to step in and start doing fun content with, with your, your grandpa. With your grandpa. Uh, and we, then
2: yeah go to a concert with her do that and then be like oh maybe he is cool
1: yeah i just think that it's like the inauthenticity of it is not yeah. good and it actually works again. but also
2: he is doing presidential th- like he has he is busy he is, he is, busy. Busy. is actually working so he,
1: kind he is of, yeah, yeah I, i'm certain i'm sure he's doing something
2: yeah he's <laughs> doing stuff
1: i don't know what it is but he's he's, doing he's, doing stuff. he's, he's taking the phone calls.
2: He's, he's at least reading the morning. He's like he's, he's traveling. The morning brief.
1: Trump never read that like morning brief. Trump he's threw it away. <laughs> Trump threw it he away didn't it until he up. wanted it later. Now, yeah. now they're all at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, mar lago <laughs> Now he's not reading them at Mar-a-Lago. Well, all right. So that was our first installment of Politic Talk, TikTok. We are now going to debut a related
2: mm-hmm. segment. On on the f- on the free feed we on, on the-, the
1: free feed because we've debuted this on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. This segment is called "What, what the, the Musk. Musk," and this is where we talk about and kind of check in on what the hell is going on with Twitter overlord Elon Musk. So yeah. this is gonna be a short and sweet segment today, but we do need to check in.
2: Yeah, and speaking of Joe Biden,
1: speaking of Joe Biden, Joe Biden factors heavily. This is kind of like a subsection of Politic Talk, Politi
2: because Joe Biden because. Is- Joe Biden features
1: heavily in this story. So, basically, Business Insider posted uh, an excerpt from a new book by Zoe Schiffer called Extremely Hardcore, which gives a play-by-play of Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter. Uh, The excerpt came out this week, and it describes blowback. Basically, it describes how Elon Musk, last year, for Mm -hmm. last Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. he tweeted, Go Eagles. Yeah. Classic sentiment.
2: Yeah, because I feel like cool people like the
1: Eagles. But that tweet didn't get as much attention as as Joe Biden's tweet. Well, that also said go Eagles. But it was like also there was more to it. He was like, my wife, Jill, is a Philly girl. He's like
2: from Delaware and all this shit. Like they are Eagles He's also the president of the United States. And naturally and like is hated a lot. Well, less than Elon Musk is. So... Elon Musk got so mad that his tweet did not
1: do as well as Joe Biden's tweet that he deleted the tweet, flew immediately from the Super Bowl to Twitter HQ, where he allegedly told developers to change the algorithm to prioritize his tweets. So the next day, Schiffer, the article, the woman who wrote the book, she wakes up and she notices, as one does, especially if you're a tech reporter. That her entire feed is just like Elon Musk saying stuff about Dogecoin, all of his replies, blah, blah, blah. So she tweets, is everyone, else, uh, is everyone else's entire pay- for you page Elon replies? And she gets a text from an unknown number saying that they're a Twitter employee and they have details to share if she's interested. <laughs> So she says she's interested. Yeah, she's interested. (laughs) But she does say this. This is a quote. In a past life, the message would have made me ecstatic, but I'd grown wary since reporting on Elon Musk. Nearly every time I published a story about the CEO, my messages flooded with angry dispatches from his fans. It wasn't hard to imagine that one might try to trick me trying to pose as a possible source. So she verifies the identity and basically gets this story that Elon Musk was mad about the engagement he fired an engineer over it and has basically been making all the engineers work around the clock to boost this post she gets forwarded a document titled all hands on deck that is dedicated to figuring out why joe biden's tweet did better than elon musk's tweet which is so crazy she publishes the story A couple days go by, then Elon basically freaks out. He's like, your source was a disgruntled employee who'd been on PTO for months. They already accepted a job at Google. We're going to take legal action against them. Shiver knows that that's not true and that the source was a current, like she had verified that they were a current employee. And basically like the rest of the story, you can read it. It's in Business Insider. It details kind of her back and forth with Musk, his supporters. There's also like, this other whistleblower that the Washington Post reported on that's involved, but it ends with the quote, in some ways, my story had already played right into his hands, making him the main character of the day. Mm -hmm. First, Twitter had been full of Musk tweets. Then it was full of tweets complaining that there were too many Musk tweets. Then my reporting explaining what had happened just drew attention back to him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really interesting because- at the end of the day, I feel like he just bought Twitter so that he could be the king of Twitter.
2: This is what he wanted, and that's why th- that's why she wrote the whole book. Is because like what happens when billionaires buy products that we use all the time and try to make it ours? And also, it's kind of like the Donald Trump kind of thing a prophecy, where it's like, you better be careful what you wish for because yeah. you want to be at uh, the center of attention you get good attention and bad attention and Donald Trump you want to be president that means people are going to be looking into your shit. Yeah. And now the only way, even though you fucking did not want to be president, you hated being president. You hated the actual work. You hated yeah. being an elected official. Yes. He liked being president. But he, he wanted hated, to
1: be the most famous person in the world, and he He got
2: that. He got that. But uh, most people do not fucking like him. Yeah. And now we're all looking. We're all looking into his shit and all his baggage. he does not get is, to hang out with
1: celebrities he doesn't anymore. You not get to
2: hang out with celebrities. Uh, e. J. Carroll, eighty-three million dollars. New York, like three hundred fifty million yeah like he's fucked and the only way out of it is that he's become president again or he's going to jail yeah and it's just it just is so funny that it's like parallel to elon musk and then also parallel to our first story where it's like this girl wasn't sure if it was a scam so she verified it and that's something that our friend charlotte at the cut could do yeah uh was it's to just verify it from a different source because you are a fucking journalist
1: yeah Exactly. So what the must indeed,
2: and it's like yeah, you want to be you want to be main character. Main character means everyone's talking shit about you. Yeah,
1: main character means everybody notices what you're up to, and main character means you don't get to just like fuck around on here anymore. Yeah.
2: Well, is it time? It's time. It's time. It's time. I Mariah Carey. Uh, Mariah Carey. <laughs> wow, that sounded just like her. No, it her. didn't. It didn't. No, thank Millie, you. that was no, really thank good. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I remember one time I got like I saw something for um, <laughs> for Hamilton, and I was like, like they were looking for rappers and they wanted like improv people. And someone sent me. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll show up. My friend was like, do not go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do not go try to be in do Hamilton. Do not
2: go. Do not listen. You're. No. <laughs> Ariana like, DeBose. Okay. Ariana DeBose well, comes from Hamilton. Okay. Um, Almost and one year ago
1: when e- she did her iconic Yeah, Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, Angela Bassett. <laughs> Angela Bassett did the thing. Did the thing. Listen, we're going to wrap up our show. Mm-hmm. And right now it's time for grass Grasshole of the, of the week. week. And this is our segment where we tell someone kindly or unkindly to go outside and touch grass. Mm-hmm. And this week's Hole was hard because... We always have a few candidates, and it was very closely going to be Benny Hanna, the man who at year, 54 years old left his family to become a break dancer and now who's feuding with his daughter um, on TikTok.
1: Yes, and Elon Musk replied to and that. Elon, Elon Musk, Musk is involved, being like, You
2: rock, Benny yeah, Hanna. And like all the deadbeat dads are chiming in, but alas. And all of them verified because all, all of them, them paid, paid for Twitter. Pay for Twitter. <laughs> for Twitter. <laughs> including Elon Musk, who paid for Twitter the most. Um, Anyway,
1: no one paid more for that blue check. than he, then he well,
2: <laughs> well, exactly. Also, like if I could yell at, so if I post something and someone posts the other and I can like yell at a bunch of people and get someone fired because someone gets more attention than me, like that would be pretty. It funny. is
1: intoxicating. Yeah, it is an intoxicating power. I
2: just want to know who unfollowed me again so I can unfollow them back. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Anyway, this week's grass hole. Okay. Goes to Brandon Howard. Wow. CEO of parchmentpaper.com. Do you know any of this? I don't know any of it. I'm well, coming Elise, in cold. You're coming in cold, and that's how we like you to come in. <laughs> it all started from the TikTok at Dine in Toronto, which is again this TikTok is a very, very cute Indian girl named Rupika Sudan who posts basic influencer things like g- good restaurants in Toronto. It's all like Toronto-based. She's Indian. She's cute, like wear the nice bars and like whatever cute family stuff. She posted a video of her dad making her food and we're just gonna watch what happened after she posted this really sweet video of her Indian father making her food.
0: Okay, I don't normally make videos like this. I posted a video yesterday of my dad cooking for me with these hex clad pans that we had gotten. There was a comment on there where the person goes, must be tough living a life on easy mode. I also didn't think the comment was rude at first, so I responded with, lucky to have parents who make it possible. And they responded, yeah, we get it. You have no skills and family money. And at that point, I'm just like, okay, what the hell? Like maybe this account is hacked because from a business account, that seems kind of weird. So I send them an email and I'm like, hey, like I think somebody's on your business account, like leaving cyberbullying comments. Didn't say anything else, that was it. And then I get an email from the CEO of parchmentpaper.com and he says, I don't consider stating factual information cyberbullying. If you're offended over a comment about having no skill set while getting to frolic through life with family money is bullying, I'd call the cyber bully police. Delete the comment and move along. Cheers. Brandon Howard, how sweet of you to include founder and CEO in all of your information actually. Thank you for letting me know that I get to frolic through life. Considering my parents literally grew up in mud huts, worked their ass off to get out of India, get us here and get me to the position that I am and able to have a full time job and a side career. Then he goes back to the page and goes, cyberbullying is even more funny. And the fact that you emailed us to tell us is actually hilarious. So enjoy frolicking through life and leave the rest up to us adults who create actual economic without a trust. I can't know whether to laugh or to be angry at this point because just by the name Brandon Howard, I can tell what kind of person this is and what kind of upbringing they have. So to sit there and tell me to be frolicking through life when you as a CEO have enough time to do this, it just bothers me that These are the people in power. These are the actual people with money. And this is how their mentality works. The fact that you're leaving these comments tells me you're really miserable. And as an adult, I hope you seek the help that you need to find that happiness. Just grow up, dude.
2: All right. So thoughts on that?
0: That is so... I'm like shook by
1: that because first of all, I just don't understand why... He like perceives her to be living life on easy mode, frolicking through life because she does like restaurant reviews. Because her stuff. dad
2: made her, she was in a nice apartment, and her dad made her dinner, and that brought something out in him. That yeah, whatever. because I'm
1: just like, I don't know, having your dad make you dinner doesn't seem like an elite. Activity, Elise.
2: And I, I looked at the original of the photo, and it's literally like a stir fry like her dad made her chicken and vegetable stir fry. And she like, lives in
1: a nice apartment, but like, there's no way this guy who's the CEO of a company doesn't like live in a nice house well, or Elise, apartment.
2: Elise, let me tell you something about Grasshole if it was one comment or one little series of things that a Grasshole does not make, oh but no, but you know. That it keeps going Oh
1: no So
2: Rapika's video Goes viral And a bunch of people Start leaving Parchmentpaper.com Bad reviews Rapika then Goes on TikTok And says Death threats Are not okay But that she got A legal notice From parchmentpaper.com That says that They're worried About the safety Of their employees And if she doesn't Remove the defamatory Things she posted On TikTok They will take Legal action It's
1: not defamation To just say A real Show a real email and a real like you were making public comments you replied with your information that's not defamation if you're worried about the safety of your employees don't comment from your company account and well, reply
2: at least that's exactly what she said it's not defamation and also that the email came from at info info at parchment but the 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 email was signed legal department at parchment paper com because and they forgot the dot so there was a <laughs> <laughs> there was a typo in that so she posted and said you guys forgot the typo and then a day later, she posted another video that says he emailed her again and said it was copy and pasted legal doc, and that he forgot to fill out the template. So in it, it says you need to stop insert legal information, like insert contact information here. And he also issued her a cease and desist. Yes, he spelled cease s e i z e and not cease and desist. A
1: cease and desist, which, which is c a.
2: C E A S E
1: Season desist is really funny. Season That's desist. a good improv
2: team name. Season, season desist. desist, exactly. <laughs> then a day later, he f- so he fixed the typos. So he sent another email. It was the third day. And the t- uh, he fixed the typos and then it was signed rocketlawyer.com. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, this is so crazy. Is he is he the only employee of parchmentpaper.com?
2: I don't know. But then, CEO,
1: legal, yeah. email. Like, it seems like he's the only person running day to day operations and also any operations at parchmentpaper.com.
2: So then Rupika calls Rocket Lawyer and they're like, <laughs> cuz cuz she's like she's never heard of the company. I think we know. It's like a comp- it's a website you can go and get, get a, templates. Yeah. She does she's never heard of it So she calls she's like somebody's called like and then they're like there's probably a scam. So, <laughs> wow. So they, okay. So then well, so you then, always got a call. She so somebody, she doesn't know who, but somebody uses her work email and signs her up for porn sites and Scientology newsletters. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> So, Rupeka <laughs> so was able to trace the IP address from those accounts and where they were made from, and it was, of course, California or Laguna Beach, California, specifically, where Brandon Howard's email and where Brandon Howard is from. Wow. um And I, so there you go. um And there's more, but I, I, and I bring up that she's Indian because it does. It does add some context of, like, Brandon Howard's a white man who grew up... Who's from Laguna Beach, California. That's where I went to college. Like, Aliso Viejo is near Laguna Beach. And it's a lot of, like, crazy conservative white people who are, like, whatever. I mean, clearly,
1: he saw a video of a very innocuous situation and it really brought out in him this feeling of like, this woman does not deserve to be in a nice apartment with her nice dad. And you have to ask yourself,
2: why, why he believes that he would
1: be because he made an enormous amount of assumptions about her like you're you got you, you frolic through life you're in a trust fund
2: it's like you don't bring any value to the world that's the thing that gets me and but dot com is Does bringing that
1: much economic value least, to the world like she's promoting small businesses at least by like going around to bars and like reviewing them and stuff like what the fuck is dot com?
2: well Elise, he also has another company called blacklabelpaper.com and he has been responding to hate comments from that so he looked in his second thing and i'm just gonna read he posted this instagram oh. story that says the office makes you think that paper people are cool, are cool and but that, they're all crazy that they're all
1: low-key nope. and
2: it turns out the paper people are, are n- nuts so this is what he posted All you fucking losers need to stop messaging about a fake TikTok account made by Dine and Toronto and her dumbass minions because her fragile little ego couldn't handle a couple of smart ass comments on IG about skill set and money. I've never I never had that commie bullshit app TikTok in my entire life. Until and then, there's that guy who. Um, I'm sorry,
1: this is posted from his other company.
2: I know, so he looked in his second company. He's an idiot. So okay, there's a guy named Dinesh, um, who is really popular on TikTok for outing racists. So if like a Karen kicks people out of the pool or something like, mm-hmm. there's a he'll video of that. Her. He'll find her and like post her address I think and I've her seen job. That guy. So this is what he says. And tell that little um derogatory term for small person bobblehead dinesh guy to get off my nuts Fucking losers, I swear. It's been two weeks almost and I still have to deal with this childish bullshit. She's too immature to sell, settle this privately. I'm not going to let someone, some woke hate mob ruin my reputation because they live in some mystical fairyland of make-believe and because they think they have 20,000 followers, they're doing something in life. Clown emoji, clown emoji, clown emoji. Then, Elise,
1: I am shaken to my core
2: Yes. this man's face. Okay, Elise, we're not done.
1: <laughs> to have a company
2: post, all of you fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> Elise, you know we're, we're almost done, <laughs> we're but we're not. <laughs> he then had a crybaby sale. So uh, where he says he wants um, his thousands of real customers will appreciate this. And he put everything on sale, custom dimensions on demand of paper? parchment paper. Yeah. And then he added a banner on his website where you can buy parchment paper and he has a banner on the top and it says, we do not support woke feminist, cancel culture, hate mob groups who do nothing positive in our community.
1: This, her initial video was of her dad making her dinner. Like what is woke feminist? What? Like I, it is so crazy to me the way these people will make that about anything You left a hate comment on a completely innocuous video. You left multiple hate comments. You chose to respond to her email with more hate. Then you sent her a lot of fake legal documents. Then you logged into another account (laughs) and started to say all of this stuff. You cannot be like, it's woke feminism. Woke feminism.
2: Well, we have one more video and then we'll wrap it up. Oh, my God. Because...
0: Oh, my God. My heart is pounding. I, know. I have honestly never had to deal with somebody like this in my whole entire life. You made fun of me for living life on easy mode and my influencer life, whatever you think that I'm doing. But you want attention so freaking bad because you will not stop talking about this. You are basically the only one who is still talking about this at this point. Since my initial email to you where I thought your company was hacked, I have not tried to contact you. At first, you were laughing and sipping Mai Tais on the beach, and then you were having crybaby sales because this was drawing you so much attention, and now you are so upset at the hate mob that's coming. After you realized that your fake legal letters were not working, you thought it would be a smart idea to reach out to my boss at the agency that I work for and ask him to remediate the situation for you. You thought you could tell my boss to tell me to delete my videos, just because you involved your business by commenting from your business profile does not mean that you get to include my place of work when all of this failed and you thought it would be a great idea to send me one more email stating that you will deal with it as you see fit whatever the hell that means and then you decided to add this banner to your website i'm sure you think that this banner is actually insulting me but Really? It's just keeping people away from your website. If you stopped and just apologized, this whole thing could have gone away. But you continue to talk about it, you continue to make stories about it, and you continually want the attention. As if all of this was not enough, you decided that you were going to start making all of your stories on your black label paper account involving your other company now for no apparent reason. Take down another company, why don't you? I'm not sure what your end game here is, and I'm not even sure that you know what your end game here is. But in your own words, I don't have time to bicker back and forth <laughs> about some nonsense comments, nor is it my problem that you're offended over them. I have honestly never had to deal with
2: them. So,
0: Elise, thoughts? It's, it's
1: an astounding series of events. Yeah. Because he could have stopped at any time. Mm-hmm. She only sent that initial email because she truly believed his company was being hacked. Because why would a paper company be leaving hate comments? Yeah. Honestly, if you're a guy who wants to leave hate comments, just create a fucking dummy account yeah, like any no avatar else and a bunch do of it. Plenty of people do it. You're still a loser yeah. if you do that. But like you commented from your company. Yeah. And now you're uh, then you looped in your other company also like why does he have two paper companies who
2: knows like i mean that would be a good idea when parchmentpaper.com goes down then then you, you have, have your black paper label company, but, but now you, you loop them you looped in them. so then you fucking ruined two brands that is crazy <sighs> it
1: is very interesting this girl brought something out in him
2: yeah, a she's, level of
1: hate that yeah. is very strange for the type of content and the type of influencer that she is, because there are way bigger influencers out there who make tons of money being influencers. And could be, quote unquote, accused of living life on easy mode. And he chose her.
2: Yeah, that are doing, like, actual offensive things or saying stupid things all the time. Like, or just doing,
1: like, basic nothing. We're Just doing, like, dances or just doing get ready with me's or no, whatever. No, but I'm Which-
2: saying there are influencers who have bigger followings who actually say offensive things that, like, kind of, you can see why they get some iron hate. But this was a girl who lives, this guy lives in Laguna Beach, like, and this girl's in Toronto. Like, who cares about some, like, an influencer, a micro-influencer who doesn't even live in your city? Like, how yeah. do you even get served serve this shit? So, it, and I'm just, I, I bring up, it's like, I don't think it has nothing to do with race either. I think there's there, I was, there's some very racial strange overtones that, here, sexism, all of that. It's very strange that this
1: woman in particular created this much ire in him when there are a million people white girl influencer accounts with more followers who do the exact same thing or less. They don't even he's like concerned about small businesses. She's promoting small businesses. There yeah. are white girl influencer accounts that just like Pro she and outfits. Yeah, exactly. And uh, like he could I don't think it would be cool for him to leave them hate comments either cuz they're not really like they're not they're not anybody, really bothering yeah. anybody. But it there is a reason why this particular person yeah. brought that m- ire out in him and we can all speculate as to why
2: and also that like her dad like and the thing too is like her dad made her dinner her dad was wearing like a religious turban like i'm like that also has that's something got, okay that that's that, also got to be part like, of it like that's part of something and then i'm also just like maybe this guy's like has an issue with his dad i don't know but something doesn't deep. matter Because guess what, Brandon? You need to go fucking touch grass. Go touch grass. You need to go outside. Log off. Log off. All the accounts. All the accounts. (laughs) Talk to your friends. Be like, oh my god, this girl's so annoying. This girl's stupid. Like, text, you know, send them to your friends. Your friends probably are just as dumb and evil as you. I think you're being
1: very generous to say that he has friends. In Orange
2: County, (laughs) he has friends. (laughs) In Orange County, he has friends. There's a lot of people like these are people who did the anti mask rallies. Like in Orange County, California. Like yeah sure he has he's among his friends like there is no world this man could die in 50 years and never even cross paths or be in the same place as at dine in toronto like so so it's just like you just log off if you don't like something scroll past it if it really bothers you copy link send it to your friend be like this is crazy
1: there were so many opportunities for him to stop this situation and instead he sent a cease and desist and I mean there you go well listen to your bloops people listen to your bloops you got that is the moral of this episode
2: is you gotta listen to your bloops and you' we are animals human beings are animals and we have gut like instincts mm-hmm. and our, those are our bloops and our bloops are saying if the bloop is telling you to fucking log off, log yeah. off. yeah bloop you're being scammed bloop, bloop. log off. Bloop, this guy's a loser. Yeah. Bloop, this guy might be a pathological pathological liar. Yeah, Bloop, your husband might be a pathological
1: liar. Um, well... That's the That's end it. of the episode. Guys, uh, this has been another episode of Go, Go Touch, Touch Grass. Grass. You can follow us on all platforms at Go Touch Grass Pod. You can follow me on Instagram at Pandalise and on TikTok at Elise Dodd.
2: You can follow me on Instagram at Millie underscore Tameres and at TikTok at Millie underscore Tameres or on Twitter, which sadly I'm still am mm-hmm. and I'm having a great and time. And your tweets are being suppressed. My in tweets favor are being Elon suppressed. Musk. I know they are. I really, they are. But um, you can follow me on twitter at Millie Tamaris uh, there's still some fun listen when the cut co- article came out twitter was fun again. twitter was fun so
1: that's the thing is that it he as much as elon has destroyed twitter it's still a place where where discourse is discoursing so that's uh, why i'm there a, and we're there at go touch grass pod like we said and don't forget
2: to if you want more like we have a patreon we do have our a patreon. last episode was about last? shrimp guy right. our
1: last episode was a search history about shrimp, shrimp guy, guy which was a lot it was a guy who found cinnamon toast or shrimp in a cinnamon, cinnamon toast, toast crunch. crunch
2: did he we don't did know you? we, we, we cover. listen to the patreon, to the patreon. Uh, we are on the
1: road to 100 yes uh, Leave us a five star review. Yeah. If it's a five star review, we might take your suggestions. Yeah, if it's three or two. Yeah, we're not. We're not. You're mean. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> we're, you can leave it, but
2: we're not going to take you're your suggested. suggestions the way
1: we took Mimi Jeff's suggestion. Of course. And again, shout out to Mimi Jeff, our shout five star review. Shout out to reviewer. Mimi
2: Jeff. All right, everyone. That was it. Remember, go, go touch grass. grass. That was a hit gum podcast.